Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Welcome to the show. Don't forget about the book. You can get the book and find more information about the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. I want to start today's show with another question from a listener. And I knew this question was coming. And the question is, how do you justify being a man of God and then being in the liquor business and owning several liquor stores? Again, the question was, how do you justify being a man of God and being in the liquor business? And I like to say I steward a business because the business is given to me by the Lord. And my business, I look at as my vocation. It's not my calling. My calling is to serve the Lord, but he made a way for me to support myself and my family through the liquor stores that we steward. Let me take a step back and tell you a story. My first week out of rehab, I was getting back into church, and one of the things that really was a thorn in my side was the liquor stores, because everywhere I went, everyone was asking me, hey, how are you going to be a recovered alcoholic and own liquor stores because you're going to be around alcohol literally sometimes six days a week, uh, 11 hours a day? And I got to be very transparent with you. I myself was concerned. And I go back to what I said last week is I had my eyes on my circumstances. I kept asking myself how, how, how. And what I should have been focused on was the who, which is Jesus Christ. So I start praying and I'm like, Lord, what should I do with these liquor stores? And one of the things I want to make sure that you guys note in this story is I started praying and I thought that I heard a word from the Lord that I should sell the liquor stores. Well, one of the ways I can always tell if I'm hearing from the Lord is he never goes against his word. If I'm getting and hearing the Lord correctly, I know it will align with what is said in his, his word, the Bible. And the other way I know I'm hearing for the Lord is I have peace. Well, as I was going about trying to sell, I made a decision that I should get rid of the liquor stores for my sobriety purpose. And I thought I had heard from the Lord. So I called the broker And I go about trying to sell my liquor stores and buy uh, dry cleaners. So I was going to be George Jefferson, if you guys are familiar with the Jefferson. Well, a funny thing happened along the way to trying to sell the liquor stores. I couldn't get it done. And then I didn't have any peace. And one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and when we walk with the Lord closely, if you don't have peace about something, my personal experience tells me that I shouldn't do it. And I didn't do it. I couldn't figure out a way to sell the liquor stores and buy the dry cleaners. I had several deals, but thank God they all fell apart. And what I realized was, am I actually hearing from the Lord? Or is this my own feelings or is this the enemy? We have to realize that the enemy sometimes portrays himself as an angel of light. He comes to distract. He comes to blind and he comes to deceive. Right. So I was deceived. It was my own fear and my emotions. And I think I talked about the soul, your mind, will, and emotions. Well, 
we're to be spirit led. I shouldn't make decisions based upon how I feel. And honestly, I truly believe that's what I was doing. So I go to church and I go to a pretty big church and I got there early and I was praying and and really, really pouring my heart out before the Lord. And I opened my eyes and there was a gentleman standing in front of me and his name is Pastor Kevin. God bless Pastor Kevin. And Pastor Kevin said to me, hey, it seems like you have something on your mind. What's going on? You seem a little stressed out about it. And I said, hey, you know, I, I just recently got out of rehab, so I'm a recovered alcoholic. And he said, okay. And then I said, well, and I own these liquor stores. He said, whoa. And I said, I'm struggling. I have tension between my Bible and my vocation. And he said, why? He said, look, the Lord wants his people everywhere. And he said, what better place for you to testify to the goodness of the Lord and the healing power of the Lord than in your liquor store? And I said, okay, that makes sense to me. And I noticed that I had a great deal of peace. So my peace was restored. And then I was talking to another pastor at my church and his name is Pastor Todd. Uh, God bless Pastor Todd. And Pastor Todd said, Irvin, look, there is no condemnation in you being in those liquor stores. I truly believe God called you at such a time as this. And he said, for every person who comes in your store who's suffering from alcoholism or you see that is suffering from the symptoms of alcoholism, he said, why don't you say this? And I credit him for this. He said, hey, I can sell you something or I can give you something. I can sell you something today or I can give you something that will last a lifetime, that will change you forever and that will set you free from alcoholism or drug addiction or self-inflicted suffering if you give me an opportunity to share Christ with you. And between those two confirmations, I learned that despite being a man of God, it was okay for me to own a liquor store and to be in a liquor business. We're supposed to be light and salt. And every day I get to see me. And what I mean by that, I see myself and all of those who are shaking and trying to find relief in alcohol. And I can step forward and say, hey, if you really want to stop drinking, I can help you with that. And through Hampton Ministries, the ministry we steward, we're able to get people into AA groups. We've even sent people to rehab. But as much as we want to focus on being good stewards of the business, if we can save a soul and lead someone to Christ, we know that we have just saved a family. We've saved a person. Um, We have done more than just sell you something. We want to give you something. And that's how we approach the business, myself, my employees. And the thing that I also want you to know is that we are at the company that we steward and at our stores, we're about second chances because the the owner, the gentleman who stewards it, me, has been given many chances by the Lord and also people that the Lord has put in my life. So most of my staff are people who would not be able to get a job at, let's say, a Walmart or somewhere. But what we try to do is do what the Lord did to us is everyone who comes to work for us, they get a Bible. 
and we we present Christ to them. We don't force them to take Christ. We let the Holy Spirit do the work of the Holy Spirit. But we want to be the light and salt that leads them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to read Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 14, teaching about salt and light. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. So let us not ever be ashamed of who we are in Christ. Let us not ever be afraid to share Christ in any environment, any circumstance, or before men, whether it be at work, whether it be on the street, or any point or any aspect of your life. We should never be ashamed of Jesus Christ who died that we might live. And we should always remember that. And to close it out as how do I justify it? I've been justified, forgiven, and made whole, a new creation in Christ Jesus. So it's not for me to justify myself. I've been justified in Christ. And the Bible says the sin is to not be drunk. It doesn't say that you cannot drink. It says drunkenness, which I used to practice, that I no longer practice. There are plenty of adults who can drink responsibly. And at all of my locations, we promote the res responsible consumption of alcohol. And I think if the guy who sells it, me, is telling you to please use it responsibly, and really, if you don't have to drink. I always say to people, refrain from it. If the guy who sells it tells you you should refrain from it, then that should say a lot to you. But if you are going to drink, please always drink responsibly. So I realize that God has given me a huge platform within the liquor industry with not only the people who work for me, but the sales reps. I'm actually on the board of the Texas Package Store Association. So what I found is Within the liquor business, there are a lot of believers and followers of Jesus Christ because God wants his people everywhere. And it's our responsibility to get the message out of salvation in Jesus Christ. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. 
If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. I want to finish the point on justifying how I can be a man of God and also own liquor stores. You guys have heard me say it before, but I think everyone should spend some time reading Romans 8. I love 8 because it tells me my identity in Christ, and it talks about being a a child of the living God. And I want to read the scripture to close out how I justify my vocation. Let us go to the word of God. Romans 8.30 says, Whom he predestined, he also called. Whom he called, he also justified. Whom he justified, he also glorified. I love that scripture, and that's one of my anchor scriptures. Anytime I get a question about my vocation versus my Bible and my vocation versus my calling, which is being a man and a servant of the living God. I want to speak directly to those who are truly suffering from alcohol and drug addiction. And I want you to know, one, that I love you. Two, that you can overcome your addiction. And when you drink, you are not you. And what I want to do is talk to, as well, those who are, who have a family member or are part of a family that is suffering from drug and alcohol addiction. And one of the things that I learned from my addiction is, I thought my addiction and my alcoholism only affected me. Well, truth is, is that my wife, my family, those I worked with, they experienced every symptom of my alcoholism except the physical symptoms, the cravings. But, you know, everything that I did to myself, I thought I was only doing it to myself. But in reality, I was doing it to all those around me. They were all impacted by my alcoholism. So I want to speak to the family members of someone who's in their active addiction, active alcoholism. First and foremost, I want you to take a step back. And this is my own personal experience. I have never seen anyone get sober by being beaten over the head and told, you need to stop drinking. You need to stop drinking. You need to stop drinking or drugging. The truth is, the active alcoholic or drug addict, we know that. That's not earth shattering. So for you to keep saying to me, hey, I used to have people saying, hey, you know, hey, Irvin, you need to stop drinking. And they thought that was going to fix the problem. Well, what's the execution of that? What is the execution of that? So I got my mom and and I'll give my wife credit. She never really said that. What my wife did was she's one of those people where she's not very outspoken about her faith, but you see her faith through her actions. She loved me. She gently pushed me towards the fact that my drinking was getting out of control. But what an alcoholic and a drug addict needs more than anything is love. 
It's the love, love on them. And I know that sounds very difficult, but let me give you an example from my own life. As I was spiraling into alcoholism and a little bit before I was really ready to, to raise my hand and said, Hey, ready to stop drinking, send me to rehab. My aunt and my cousin came to see me and I really didn't want them to come. My aunt Hattie and my, my cousin Jackie, God bless them. They said, Hey, we're going to come and see you. And I knew my wife had talked to him and she told him that he's just spiraling out of control and his, his drinking's out of control. They just said, Hey, we want to come see you. So here's what I was expecting. I expected them to take me to dinner and say, Hey, you need to stop drinking. Hey, you need to, I, I thought all weekend they were going to stay for like two, three days. I, I prepared myself like, okay, for 72 hours, I'm going to hear what a horrible person I am and what all the things you need to stop drinking. Everything's going to be around that. Well, when they showed up, that's not what happened. That is not what happened. All they did was love on me for 72 hours. And what I realized was I wasn't drinking as much because they were reminding me of who I was and who I was in Christ, how my great grandmother and the three ladies raised me and how they gave me hope. But they never once said those words, you need to stop drinking because they knew that I already knew that. So your loved one knows that they need to stop drinking. They need to stop drugging. Here's the best advice that I could give you is love on them. And then let's talk about prayer. You are going to have to stay in constant prayer for them. Now, I wish that I could say to you, you will pray and immediately your loved one will get healed or recover from alcoholism. Well, I think my mom and my wife, because my spiral took about six years. So I know for like six years, they were praying, Lord, help him to stop drinking. That's a long time, six years. And I got to tell you, even before that, I had tried probably 10, 11 times to stop drinking. But each time I tried in my own strength. But when I tried in the strength of the Holy Spirit, guess what happened? I was strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord in his mighty power. Well, at first, all the other times I tried to stop drinking, I was being strong in the natural, in my power. Well, Ephesians 6.10 commands us to be strong in the Lord in his mighty power. So when I put my faith and my trust in the Lord and took the steps, which was going to rehab. And then once I got out of rehab, what I realized the, the hard part was getting reacclimated into life. And what I realized I needed to do was develop a schedule and a calendar. And people say, well, how do you stay sober and how do you fight the enemy? Well, I schedule my sobriety. I schedule the enemy out of my life so I can tell you what I'm doing on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. And my program now is I don't actually go to AA meetings, but I have a meeting with the Lord every morning. When I get up, I work out every day. My days are planned. So I don't give the enemy a foothold and I don't give my soul time to think about what I used to do. Uh, how I used to drink, how I used to live my life. 
by planning my life around my sobriety. First and foremost, always seeking the Lord Jesus Christ. That is how I stay sober. And what I want to say to you is when you are the family or a child or dealing with someone who's in active addiction, patience, perseverance, and prayer and faith are your friends. Those should be your constant companions. And please understand what I'm about to say. Sometimes we have to let the Lord do his work. Sometimes we have to let the Lord do his work. Does he do the miraculous and recover people quickly? Yes. But sometimes the work takes a little longer. And it's going to be sometimes painful to watch. But faith is what will get you through knowing that the Lord says in Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good. For those that love the Lord, I do. For those who are called according to his purpose, I am. Now, over those years when my mom and my wife and my family was crying, begging and praying, Lord, rescue him. It took time. And I got to tell you that at the end, it got ugly. It got ugly. It got painful. But they kept, they kept the faith. And when you're watching someone in their active addiction, I want you to separate the addict from the child of God from the person because I'm a good person until you give me alcohol. And what people say, well, how did you act when you were drinking? I was the opposite of all of the fruits of the Holy spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness. All that went out the window. I was the flip side of that. I was, I was prideful. I was self-centered, egotistical. I was not a nice guy to be around. And when I break down my life and I look at the consequences that I suffered and the consequences that I'm still suffering today is there's three causes of that. And one of the main culprits of that is, is my flesh, me, this body suit, the sinful suit I have on the enemy and then the world, the world system, believing in And walking in the flesh and not walking in the spirit and not trusting and obeying God, but leaning on my own understanding. And when you find yourself leaning on your own understanding, run to the Father. Get back to the Lord Jesus Christ as quick as possible. Now, here's the encouragement. Just like my family persevered, the families that are listening to my voice now, hear me clearly. You can get through it. Pray, persevere, keep the faith, and let the Lord do his work no matter how painful it may be because on the other side is healing, sobriety, and salvation in Jesus Christ. And again, I tell people this and they look at me really funny. I said, when I was in rehab, I met some of the best people that I've ever met. They were, for the most part, I'm going to say 99.9% of them genuinely 
some of the best people. And I always would say to myself, Lord, these are your children. And how did we get here? So one of the things that he said to me, we get lost. But one of the things we always have the opportunity to do and always remember, the Lord will always forgive you and he will always take you back. No matter what the world says, no matter what the enemy says, Christ is always available to you to bring you home and to cure you of your addiction. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Irvin Lee, a host of From Beer to the Bible. You can find the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. You can support Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. And I want to leave you today with the love, I love you, the faith is in Christ Jesus, and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.